Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the sermon series entitled, Faith is the Victory, with Part 7. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to the book of James, Chapter 3. Now here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the brightness of light that we have in your word. Your word is light. It is a lamp. And the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of the dawn. It gets brighter and brighter and brighter until it becomes like the brightness of the midday sun. And we praise you and thank you for opening our eyes to see the light. Lord, we pray this morning that you help us not to be conformed to this world, to its philosophies, its values, its fashions, its culture, its degeneracy. Help us to be a holy people, separate, conformed to the scripture transformed by it in our mind in our heart that we may do things that are pleasing in your sight may it be our goal and purpose and determination that we will do what is pleasing to you because you are our God our Savior, our Lord, our Shepherd, our King of Kings, Lord of Lords. And we praise you and thank you for the privilege of being made subjects of our God. Bless your people today. Open our eyes to see your word that we may walk in the light of it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The theology of envy. That's what I want to speak to you. The theology of envy, which is a pest that attacks the vitals of saving faith. It is said that the courts in the United States have difficulty in defining pornography. See, that's what happens to brilliant people. They become stupid. But we know what pornography is when we see it. In the same way, it is difficult to define jealousy and envy, but we all know what they are. For we do envy and we become jealous frequently. One of Dr. Seuss's children's book creatures is Grinch, a creature who can't bear the sight of anyone enjoying himself without getting so mad it bites itself. A jealous and envious person feels displeasure and ill will at the superiority of another person in happiness, success, reputation, or the possession of anything desirable. Definition according to Oxford English Dictionary. I would say a jealous person is unhappy at the success of another. So he bites himself. But jealousy is more passive than envy. An envious person is active. He hates the person more successful than he is. So he bites that person. 
The jealous person bites himself, the envious bites the other. As Christians, we do not become sinless. Sin still dwells in us. Turn with me to Romans 7. Let me read to you verse 17 and 18 as it is. It is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. It is good to be aware that sin still dwells in Christians. And then he says in verse 18, I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my flesh, in my sinful nature. I say unless we care for the garden of our heart, to use an agricultural metaphor, unless we walk in the spirit and obeying God's word at, at any moment, a Christian can manifest the works of the flesh just as an untended garden can bring forth weeds. So first let me speak a little bit about jealousy. The Greek word is zelos, and the word jealousy, zelos, has positive as well as negative meanings. The word itself means burning, boiling hot, getting red in the face. It refers to intense emotion. And the word is used of God and man in a good sense. It refers to earnestness. Intense earnestness, eagerness to do something. Let's turn to the book of Exodus chapter 20 where this word is used in reference to our God. And verse 5, Exodus 20 verse 5, You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Earnest, eager, completely committed to deal with those who hate him. And we have several illustrations of jealousy used in the good sense. You remember the priest Phinehas, chapter 25 of Numbers. Phinehas, the priest, was zealous burning, eager, earnest, boiling hot for the glory of God. So he killed the arrogant Israelite by name Zimri and the wicked Midianite woman Cosby with a spear. Thrust it through. God's anger was stopped. These people, they despised God's law and committed fornication in God's presence. That is the arrogance of these people. They were leaders. We are told that God was pleased with Phinehas for his zeal, for his earnestness. Not seeking his own glory, but the glory of God. And so God blessed him by making a covenant of peace with him. And as God's people, we are to be zealous for the glory of God. We ought to oppose all evil philosophies and wicked lifestyles. Not only in the world, but in the church. All evil preaching and all evil everything. We should have a little bit of anger in us. Yes. Not some passive nothing. Anger for the glory of God. 
you are zealous for God's glory and his holiness. And we read about Jesus himself. In John chapter 2 verse 17 we see Jesus like Phinehas zealous for the glory of God. So he made a whip and drove out all merchants and their merchandise. Then his disciples remembered what is written in Psalm 69 and verse 9. The zeal of your house will consume me. I cannot stand a Christian who is as good as dead. Be alive, man. Say something. Let me see whether you are alive. Not a dead fish flowing downstream. To the church of Laodiceans, Jesus says, the resurrected Christ says, Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be zealous, earnest, red hot. And repent. And we read 1 Corinthians 12 and 14. We are to desire zealously, earnestly, in a red hot manner, with sincere seeking, sincere heart, what? Charismata, spiritual gifts. We read about it. 1 Corinthians 12, 31, 14, 1, 14, 12, 14, 39. Earnestly desire. And God is not going to give you spiritual gifts when you don't seek it and because you don't want it. God has his gifts for God's people. But he's not going to give it to those who have no interest in it. Honestly, eagerly, intensely, with singleness of heart. Say, you must seek ye first the kingdom of God. And St. Paul speaks to Titus chapter 2 and verse 14. He says, Jesus Christ gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness. And to purify for himself a people that are his very own zealous, boiling hot, eager to do good works, eager to obey God. Not eager to conform to the fashions and philosophies of the world. Eager to obey God. So in the positive sense, God is jealous and his people are to be jealous for the glory of God. Also, in a positive sense, we can be jealous. We are to emulate good people, successful people. That's the way I operate. When I see somebody successful... I put myself under him. I learn from him. I remember Dr. Schuchard speaking like that from this pulpit. That's a wise person. We are not jealous of him, but we are jealous in the good sense of emulating him. I want to be like Joel in my class. He's disciplined. He works hard. He gets the best grades. He's respectful of the teachers. I'm not jealous of him in the wrong way. I'm jealous of him in the right way. I want to be like him. Be imitators of God. Be imitators of good people. But jealous can have a negative sense. Such people say, I don't like Joel possessing an advantage over me. It pains to see him. He's always number one. Pastors can be jealous too. They can be jealous of a pastor who preaches a better sermon. 
who lives a disciplined life, his children are obedient and believing. I don't like him. The very sight of him makes me miserable. And I bite myself. And my body is full of bite marks. Such jealous people are always unhappy. Because there is always another better than himself. People can be jealous in the evil sense of the neighbor who is better educated, better looking, makes more money, lives in a better neighborhood, has a larger house, drives a new Lexus, and runs daily 25 miles for exercise. <laughs> Such jealousy is not a fruit of the spirit. And if they persist in this sinful jealousy, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. They spiritually wilt and self-destruct. Now let's look at the word envy. The Greek word is thornos. And the word appears several times in the New Testament. Yet I did not find a definition of this word in Kittle's theological dictionary of the New Testament. See, the problem is scholars. They cannot define it. Scholars have difficulty in defining envy, but like jealousy, envy is native to every sinner. It's not something foreign to us, it is within us. The word phthonos is never used positively, like zealous. It is always used negatively. Envy is always devilish and evil and wicked. Envy is a grudging spirit which cannot bear to hear of someone else's achievements and prosperity. Philosopher Socrates stated, the envious are pained by their friend's success. The Greek root of this word has the meaning to waste away. The envious person self-distracts. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 30. Let me read it to you. A heart at peace gives life to the body. But envy rots, not rocks, rots the bones. And I was consulting this morning Professor Watke's commentary. And he, and he says it is like bone cancer. Envy causes the spirit and the body to waste away. It is like cancer. In Latin, it is invidio or invedere. It means to look with ill will at someone. And Romans 1.29 tells us envy is the fruit of a depraved mind, a twisted mind. It is the nature of an unregenerate person. And Galatians 5.21 tells us it is the work of the sinful nature, not the fruit of the spirit. 1 Corinthians 3, 3 tells us it is the sign of worldliness. You show me an envious person, I will show you a worldly person who loves to conform to the world in everything. He has no interest in terms of the kingdom of God. Romans 13, verse 13, St. Paul says, Envy is the work of darkness. Our Lord's brother James in chapter 3, we read it, it is the work of the devil himself. Matthew 7, 22 and 23, Jesus says, 
Envy comes out of an evil heart and makes a man unclean. It is the pus oozing from an infected wound. Now let me tell you the companions of envy where there is envy. There is hatred, there is malice, there is slander, and there is murder and so on. Malice and envy are within, but slander is the outward manifestation of this inward rotten attitude. While jealousy may be passive, envy is active. While a jealous person bites himself at the success of another, the envious man bites and devours the successful man. He speaks evil of a good man with the intent of killing him by killing his reputation. The envious man writes letters, talks on the phone, sends emails, makes excellent use of the internet, all to destroy the reputation of a good man, a good woman, a good student. The envious woman loves to take a razor blade and cut and disfigure, if possible, the face of the more beautiful woman in the class. They like to set ablaze the more expensive house of the neighbor, if possible. She tries to destroy the better marriage of the neighbor by evil speaking. She gossips and tries to get the other person fired from her better job. Envy is active, active in this destruction of the more successful. She will steal the boyfriend of the girl she envies. Jealousy says, I want to have what the other has. Envy says, I want to deprive the other of what he has and what I don't have. Envy goes further. I want to kill this other man who is better than myself, if not physically, at least by destroying his reputation. It is of the devil. Envious people are people of selfish ambition. They always put others down and put themselves forward. And we are told such people never inherit the kingdom of God. The envious rejoices in the bad news of others and grieves over the good news. It is the exact opposite of the biblical command given to us in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 26. And in moral theology, envy is a deadly sin. As I said, envious people are always unhappy. It is difficult for them to smile and laugh with sincerity. Envy is the absence of love. Where there is envy, there is no Holy Ghost. St. Paul tells us, love does not envy. If envy is in our heart because sin dwells in us, though we are Christians, then we must deduce that envy is in the church. Therefore, let us be aware of this and of its self-destructive and other destructive power. 
the envious person wastes away. It is a cancer of the spirit and body. In due course, the envious person shall self-destruct. And so the Bible says, let us rid ourselves of all jealousy and envy. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 1. Rid ourselves so that we can grow up spiritually and physically healthy without psychosomatic diseases and problems. And I want to finally give you some biblical examples of this destructive envy. Let's turn to the book of Genesis. The first, of course, is Cain and Abel. Chapter 4. And let me read to you from verse 3 through 7. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. But Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor. That means the Lord blessed Abel and his offering. But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry. You see, he is angry. He is envious of this other person, his own brother. And his face was downcast. And all the envious people of the world, they can never smile. They can never be happy because they are envious. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, possess you, to own you, control you. But you must master it. This is the will of God. And you know the story what happened. He refused to listen to the sound counsel of God himself. Let alone people don't listen to pastor. Here is God himself speaking. He refused. Listen to the commentary of John in 1 John chapter 3, 12 and 13. Do not be like Cain who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Envy. Cain was envious that God accepted his brother's sacrifice. He's angry, refuses to pay heed to God's counsel to do right. Envy is active. Envy kills. So he killed his brother. While Cain killed his spiritual brother physically. Modern Cains tried to kill their spiritual brothers not physically but by destroying their reputation. Take the case of Joseph. Let's turn to the book of Genesis again. Genesis 37 and beginning with verse 4. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. And verse 8. His brothers said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more. And verse 11. His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Sibling envy. Oh, let us not have it in our homes. 
brothers of Joseph was envious. They hated him for his spirituality and for his stand for morality. They hated him for God's plan for him that he be the ruler. It was God's decree and God's plan. They were ready to kill him for that. But they could not because of God's plan. So they stripped him off of his long robe that favored him. Threw him into a pit and sold him as a slave. That's what envy does. Now look at Moses and Korah. Turn with me to 106th Psalm. In verse 16 and 17. Here something is stated which we do not find exactly. So stated in number 16. Psalm 106, 16 and 17. In the camp they grew envious of Moses. And of Aaron who was consecrated to the Lord. The earth opened up and swallowed Dathan. It buried the company of Abiram. Korah and company envied Moses. They hated God's order. So Korah championed democracy. He became a bitter opponent of Moses and Aaron. He would have killed them if he could. But God killed him and his company. Envy, brothers and sisters, in the church is deadly. But the classic passage of envy is found in 1 Samuel 18. You can go home and read it. You remember the story Saul became an apostate. He would not be subject to the Lord. He would not obey God. God rejected him as king. He took away the Holy Spirit from him. An evil spirit came upon him. Saul became incapable of delivering Israel from the Philistine Goliath. The young David in the mighty strength of the Spirit of the Lord utterly defeated the Philistines and saved Israel. The young women of Israel celebrated this great victory God gave through not Saul, not Abner, but through David. So they sang, Saul has slain his thousands, but David his tens of thousands. Oh boy, it galled Saul. Saul was angry at this praise. He was envious of David. He is more popular. He would soon be king. Then the evil spirit came upon him and inspired him to kill David. He tried twice to nail him to the wall by his spear. Envy is active. Envy kills. But see what happened to Saul. Finally God had forsaken him. His prophet had forsaken him. He's left alone. That's what happens to envious people. They finally are alone. They stew in their self-pity. And he sees witchcraft for guidance. And this envious man was finally killed by God. Along with his three sons. Example number five. You remember the story of two prostitutes who came to Solomon, the great wise king. Both gave birth to sons three days apart. One mother accidentally killed her son. She took the dead one in the night and exchanged for the living son of the other mother. 
they both came to to wise Solomon to settle the dispute he orders the live baby to be cut in two let's turn to second first Kings chapter 3 and read verse 26 and it will reveal to us the heart of a envious woman verse 26 the woman whose son was alive was filled with compassion for her son and said to the king please my lord give her the living baby don't kill him but the other said neither I nor you shall have him cut him in two that's the nature of envy it kills jealousy bites himself envy devours and kills the other number six illustration let's turn to Matthew 27 let's find out why the Jewish people handed Jesus Christ to Pilate to be crucified what was the motivation and here Matthew 27 verse 18 we are told it is diaphthonon because of envy Matthew 27 and verse 18 he knew it was out of envy that they had handed Jesus over to him Pilate knew it Jesus was the Holy One he was the Son of God he was holiness incarnate there was no sin in him he went about doing good he healed the sick, cleansed the lepers, cast out demons, raised the dead. He went about teaching the truth of the kingdom of God. Multitudes followed him everywhere. The authorities were envious of him. The Sadducees, the Pharisees, the scribes, the Herodians, the priests. They cannot bear that Jesus was a holy man, a superior person. They were envious. They wanted to kill him. So they handed him over to Pilate that he be killed. Not that he was a blasphemer. It is a trumped up charge. It was not true. What is it? Envy. And if you really analyze our troubles and quarrels and everything else, you go deeper and deeper and deeper you find. What is it? Envy. And finally, number seven. Paul and the Jewish people what happened to Jesus happened to Saint Paul when Paul was preaching in Pisidian Antioch and we were there a number of times in Pisidian Antioch now in Turkey on the Sabbath the, we read the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord let's turn to the book of Acts chapter 13 and verse 45 and the Jews saw the crowds you see they cannot stand it that the whole city would turn to hear St. Paul preaching. When the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and talked abusively. You see, envy, slander. Envy, slander. Where there is envy, there is slander. And there is malice, there is murder. Against what Paul was saying. Look at verse 49. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region but the Jews incited 
the God-fearing women of high standing and the leading men of the city, they stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. What did St. Paul do wrong? What did he do? He preached the gospel as commissioned by his Lord. That's what he did. And the same thing happened in Thessalonica. You could read Acts 17 verse 5. These jealous and envious Jews hounded him all his converted life. And they tried to kill him several times but could not until God's time came and Paul was beheaded. Envy is active. Envy kills. The people in leadership are especially the targets of envious people. Envious people hate a good elder, a good pastor, who will not dilute the gospel, who will not beg and plead for two dollars and a chicken leg, who will not be bought and sold, who are not peddlers of the word of God, as St. Paul tells us, who will not use religion as a way to make money. Envious people hate a good elder, a good pastor. Envious people are like bitter roots. Such people spring up and cause trouble to the community and defile many, stain many. They will not rest until they kill you. If they cannot kill, as Cain killed Abel, they will do the next worst thing. They will try to kill the pastor's reputation. They speak abusively. They resort to slander. They hate a pastor or an elder who lives a holy life who preaches not psychology or culture, but Christ in all his glory. They hate to see a pastor who has no history of fornication or adultery. They hate a pastor whose children walk in the path of righteousness. If only he is like everybody else. We all are sinners. We all fornicate. We all stumble. If only he had stumbled in his walk then he would not preach the Bible with all unction and courage. The envious want to kill such pastors and elders and people of God. I said envy is active. Envy kills the other. So what is the conclusion of it all? Let me tell you what the conclusion is. Envy is not a fruit of the spirit. It is the work of the flesh. It is of the devil. So Peter says, rid yourselves of all malice and envy. That tells you and tells me, you and I have the freedom that Christ has given us to rid ourselves of all these evil. Otherwise, it's a nonsensical statement. Rid yourselves now. The rotting garbage. Throw it out. Flash it down! Because envy is cancer of the bones. Envy causes you to waste away spiritually and physically. But if you are not a Christian, you cannot do it. So what should you do? 
cry out to Christ to save you, to give you a new heart, a willing spirit, that he give you freedom from the dominion of sin. He will do it. Second, acknowledge your enemy. Own it. Confess the reality. I am unhappy at others' success. I want to deprive the other of his success and advantage. I desire to kill him by slander. I'm always interested in the negative news. I like it. And we all like it. Because sin still dwells in us. Number three, repent of this sin. Turn away from it by the help of the Spirit of the living God. Number four, there is no need for you to envy another. You are possessed by Jesus and you possess him. Christ is our sufficiency. He gives you bread that you will never become hungry. He gives you water that you will never become thirsty. The Lord is my shepherd, we shall lack nothing. That sufficiency that comes to us from Christ is the solution. You don't have to be envious of anybody. When I go upstairs, I exercise on the treadmill, and my feet were never jealous of my eye. It still walks. It still runs. If God has put us in the body, we have differing gifts, but for the common good. Why should we be envious when those people are for your good and you are for their good? Number five. These are important issues. Pray for that person you envied that God may bless him more abundantly. Now that's deliverance. If you start doing that, then you have come to the place of deliverance. And when he is blessed more abundantly, you will benefit. Number six. Pray sincerely that person in his presence and outside of his presence. Number seven those who are superior than we are tell them to teach you how to improve yourself become a disciple of him that man plays better golf and you've been playing this for 30 years don't envy the man and go to him and say you know I've been playing this for 30 years but man you are doing such an excellent job can you show me a little bit how to do it man that person will be thrilled to teach us how to do it. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you. Deliver us from envy. It is not the fruit of the Spirit. It is terrible. It is rot rot on our spirit. It is cancer of the bone. It causes us to waste away. It causes us to go into our cave and sulk. Have mercy upon us, O Lord. Help us to pay heed to the word we have heard. Help us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that instead we may bear the fruit of the Spirit for the benefit of all. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been part seven of the sermon series entitled, Faith is a Victory. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.